Welcome to Audio of the Divine Principle, a daily reading of the Divine Principle, which is the core text of the Unificationist community. Section 3.2 The Second Worldwide Course to Restore Canaan Section 3.2.1 The Foundation of Faith Section 3.2.1.1 Jesus takes on the mission of John the Baptist. In relationship to Jesus, the perfect Adam, John the Baptist came in the role of the restored Adam. He was to establish the foundation for the Messiah, thus completing all the unfinished missions of the central figures of the past who had labored to restore the foundation of faith and the foundation of substance. Upon this foundation, he was to present all the fruits of providential history to Jesus and guide the Jewish people, who trusted and followed him, to receive Jesus. Finally, he himself should have attended Jesus with faith and devotion. Even though John the Baptist did not know it, the baptism which he gave to Jesus at the Jordan River was in truth a ceremony of offering Jesus all of John's lifelong accomplishments for the sake of God's will. Nevertheless, Because John the Baptist gradually came to doubt Jesus and finally even undermined his work, the Jewish people, who had the highest esteem for John, were compelled to disbelieve Jesus. Consequently, the foundation of faith which John had laid for the first worldwide course to restore Canaan was invaded by Satan. Jesus himself now had to take on John's mission and restore through indemnity the foundation of faith in order to set out on the second worldwide course to restore Canaan. When Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness, it was to separate Satan for the very purpose of restoring the foundation of faith. However, for this he lowered himself to assume the position of John the Baptist. Jesus, who came as God's only begotten Son and the Lord of glory, was not meant to walk a path of suffering. Rather, it was for John the Baptist, born with the mission to make straight the way of Jesus, to go through tribulations. However, because John did not complete his responsibility, Jesus had to undergo suffering in John's place. Jesus enjoined Peter not to reveal it to the Jewish people that he was the Messiah because, although he was the Messiah, he had assumed John's role for the purpose of beginning this phase of the providence. Section 3.2.1.2 Jesus' 40-day fast and three temptations in the wilderness Let us examine the remote and immediate causes behind Jesus' 40-day fast and his three temptations. In the national course to restore Canaan, when Moses stood before the rock, he turned faithless and struck the rock twice. As a result, the rock, symbolizing Jesus, was defiled by Satan. This act affirmed the possibility that centuries later, when Jesus came to walk in the footsteps of Moses' course, John the Baptist might become faithless and Satan could then attack Jesus, the fulfillment of the rock. Moses' act also affirmed the possibility that Satan might invade the foundation of faith laid by John the Baptist. Hence, Moses' act of striking the rock was the remote cause of which, should John lose faith, would compel Jesus to endure a 40-day fast and face three temptations in the wilderness for the purpose of restoring the foundation of faith. John the Baptist actually did become faithless, and Satan invaded the foundation of faith which John had laid. This was the immediate cause of Jesus undertaking a dispensation of 40 for the separation of Satan, by fasting for 40 days and overcoming the three temptations. By doing this from the position of John the Baptist, Jesus restored through indemnity the foundation of faith. It is written that after 40 days, Satan tested Jesus three times. First, he showed Jesus stones and tempted him to turn them into loaves of bread. 
Next, he took Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and challenged him to throw himself down. Finally, Satan took Jesus to a very high mountain and offered to give Jesus all the kingdoms of the world if we would fall down and worship him. What was Satan's purpose in giving Jesus the three temptations? In the beginning, God created human beings and gave them three great blessings. Perfection of individual character, multiplication of children, and dominion over the natural world, by which they might accomplish the purpose of creation. By inducing the first human ancestors to fall, Satan deprived humankind of the three great blessings and thus prevented the fulfillment of the purpose of creation. Jesus came into the world to accomplish the purpose of creation by restoring these blessings. Therefore, Satan tempted Jesus three times in an attempt to prevent him from restoring the three great blessings and accomplishing the purpose of creation. How then did Jesus confront and overcome the three temptations? First, let us examine how Satan came to be in a position to impose temptations on Jesus. Satan first took such a dominant position when, in the national course to restore Canaan, he claimed possession of the rock and the tablets of stone, which symbolized Jesus and his would-be bride. This was possible because Moses broke the tablets of stone and struck the rock twice in anger at the faithlessness of the people. In the worldwide course, when John the Baptist failed his responsibility, the Jewish people became as disbelieving and disobedient as the Israelites were in Moses' time. Therefore, as God had already foreshadowed in Moses' course, Satan rose to a position of power from which he could impose temptations on Jesus. After Jesus completed the 40-day fast in the wilderness, Satan appeared before him and tempted him, saying, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Satan had possession of the stone. He had claimed the water-giving rock and the tablets of stone based on the condition first set by Moses' mistakes and then brought to fruition by John the Baptist's faithlessness. Moses had first obtained the stone after fulfilling dispensations of forty for the separation of Satan in the wilderness. To purify and recover the stone, Jesus fasted in the wilderness for forty days. Satan was well aware that Jesus went into the wilderness for this purpose, and his intention in giving the first temptation was to keep possession of the stone. Jesus suffered from hunger in the wilderness, just as the Israelites had in Moses' day. When the Israelites could not overcome their hunger but fell into faithlessness, this eventually led Satan to claim possession of the stone. Likewise, if Jesus were to lose faith and satisfy his hunger by turning the stone into bread, abandoning his effort to restore the stone, Satan would possess the stone forever. Jesus' answer to this temptation was, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Originally, human beings were created to live on two kinds of nourishment. The body lives on nourishment obtained from the physical world, while the spirit lives by receiving the love and truth of God. However, since fallen people cannot receive the word directly from God, the spirits have life by the words of Jesus, who came as the incarnation of the word. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He meant that a person who does not live in complete, wholesome life merely by eating bread to keep his body alive. His life is not full unless he lives by Jesus, who came as the life-giving nourishment for the Spirit. Indeed, the stone in Satan's hands, signifying the rock and the tablets of stone which Moses had lost, symbolized the very self of Jesus, who was being subjected to this temptation. In his reply, Jesus meant that although he was starving, he was less concerned about obtaining bread which could keep his body alive than he was with becoming the incarnate word of God who could nourish every spirit with life. With that heart, 
Jesus was determined to triumph over Satan. Furthermore, this test was conducted so that Jesus might re-establish the position of the Messiah, the one who had attained perfection of his individual character, by overcoming the temptation from the position of John the Baptist. Jesus defeated Satan because he spoke and acted in full accordance with the principle. By his victory over this temptation, Jesus fulfilled the condition to restore the individual nature to perfection and thereby established the basis for the restoration of God's first blessing.